usually on the weekend is when I catch up on things and, and I write some thank you notes, but I didn't get to it. Do you mind if I write some thank you notes uh, this, th- during the service here? Chunk since I bought it. There we go. Who should I think? Oh, I know right away. The, the, the first, the first uh, thing I want to think here. Here we go. Thank you, hamsters, for being the rodent I spend money to bring into my house while I spend more money on mouse traps to get your cousins out of my house. <laughs> I had a hamster growing up and I, I named him Mousy. It was confusing. <clears throat> uh, I want to thank someone specifically that made me the man I am today. <clears throat> Thank you, church lady, for your tater tot hot dish. That was the single reason I let my parents drag me to church as a child. You know, I think maybe on those commitment cards, I'll do this too. Write in basement, and, and we should build a basement in this church and have like the largest Lutheran potluck in history. What do you think? <laughs> Bring on the hot dish. Bring on the hot dish. Those of you of voting age, we've got a big decision on Tuesday, and I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to get political for a second, so buckle up. Thank you, presidential election, for causing me to quit Facebook, Twitter, watching television. And having dinner with my in-laws until it's all over. Until it's, until it's all over. And maybe a little bit after it's over. Unless they can make me tater tot hot dish. Okay, here, here's another one. Uh, no, I was stretching my arm. My arm, it's, my arm's in pain from doing this so many times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thank all of you, Hosanna, church body. Here we go. I want to thank, thank the church here. Thank you, Hosanna, for making it possible for me to never have to purchase another pan. <laughs> Watch out. Heads up. Heads up. Hope nobody got impaled there. It's like Gallagher, but more dangerous, I guess. Another one about this church I love. Thank you, exclamation mark at the end of our church name, for causing me to wonder if I should shout my response when someone asks me what church I attend. <laughs> what church do you go to? 
Oh, me, I, I, I go to this church called Hosanna! <laughs> Why are you shouting at me? That's disrespectful. No, I, I'm not shouting. I'm actually, I'm filled with a lot of joy because I attend Hosanna! Thank you, whoever. Thank you, lone clap person, <laughs> for boosting my ego. Christmas Eve, there's, there's no escaping it. It's coming. So, uh, no topics off limits. Here we go. I'm going to dig into Christmas here. I mean, I'm going to thank Christmas here. Thank you, live animals at Hosanna for bringing us the smells of Christmas every year, whether they're good smells or not. I think uh, Yankee Candles could do a live nativity scent. And we, and we could sell it in the bookstore, and you could give it to someone you don't really care for for Christmas. No, you can't send them to me. Thank you. Okay. La- this is the last one. I'm sorry. I wish, I, w- I wish I could. No, no. Hold your applause. Hold your. No, no. You guys, you got. Stop. 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 Please. Okay. All right. Here we go. Last one here. Uh, there is a, a holiday before Christmas, and that's Thanksgiving. So uh, there's someone I'm reminiscing about, and I really make sure I want to want to thank. Here we go. Thank you, Thanksgiving turkey, for eating your life away so that I could eat your life away and then complain that you're too dry and that you make me tired. Well, there you have it. There's my thank you notes. A. A. Two words with potential to change our perspective, reshape our thoughts, renew our relationships. Two words not to be withheld, but spoken often. Because these words have power. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Hosanna, a place where you might just see a little Jimmy Fallon every now and then. I hope you enjoyed that. Welcome to those of you who are joining us online anywhere in the world, and a special welcome to my friends out of the Shakopee campus. You know I love you, and I love being with you, so it is good to be together. We believe the Lord led you here, and I can't wait to hear what he's he's been up to this morning. It's good things. I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward to receive this morning's offering. I am so grateful to be part of a generous church and know that together we are impacting the world. A lot to be thankful for. Well, as you've been hearing, we are kicking off a series called Thank You Notes. We're going to spend the next month focusing on the topic of gratitude. 
Because see, we believe that there is power in an attitude of gratitude. We're gonna have fun together, but we also are gonna take this seriously and talk about what does it mean to live with an attitude of gratitude. There is power in being people who are thankful. This summer, there was a great issue uh, by Time Magazine. It was their happiness issue, it was a special issue. And they had an article in it called The Power of Gratitude. And we discovered and know that gratitude actually impacts not only our happiness, but our health. The article said that people who actually keep a gratitude journal are 25% happier than others who don't. Isn't that interesting? That we actually can be happier by being intentional about being grateful. It also said that research shows that people who are more regularly grateful, focusing on the things that are good in their lives and the sources of them, that they are healthier. They're stressed, they have less stress, they have lower blood pressure, they have stronger immune systems, they have less bouts of depression, they even sleep better, that's one that I like, and they have stronger relationships. Gratitude and being people who are thankful is powerful. And so we want that for this church. Now, there's another reason why we at Hosanna want to focus on this topic, topic of an attitude of gratitude for a month. It's also because it's all over the Bible. See, we take the word of God seriously here, and the Bible describes and tells us that we are to be thankful. That in fact, we as followers of Jesus Christ should be the most visibly thankful people in the world. Not just occasionally, not just on Thanksgiving when we're intentionally thankful or haphazardly as we feel it, but no, it's something we are to cultivate to be thankful always. It should be part of our nature, the, the, our default that we turn to in all circumstances. We are called to be people who are thankful. Okay, now I don't know about you, but let's get real for a minute. That can't, that's not always easy, is it? What does this mean when the Bible is calling us to be thankful always? Does it mean that we put on rose-colored glasses and we live kind of in a shallow existence, not facing reality, but we always have our perky, happy answer? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope you know us by now that we at Hosanna are people who want to be followers of Jesus Christ, who go deep, who, who are able to walk alongside people in hard situations, who cry, who feel, who, who don't have pat, quick answers. And yet, we want to be also be thankful always. So what does this look like? How do we combine these two things of, of being real and authentic, but also thankful always? This is what we're going to talk about this morning, though, the why this is, and then we're going to look over the whole month about how we can do this more and more. We're going to discover together this morning a man who was in difficult circumstances. He had been beaten, shipwrecked, uh, bitten by a snake. He had been thrown in prison, and yet he consistently wrote about how thankful he was and called people who were thankful. My hope today is that we're going to leave today understanding, discovering more. What does it look like to be people of God who are authentic, genuine, real, and thankful always? Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to look at the book of Colossians together this morning. If you have your Bibles with you, will you open to the book of Colossians? 
It is in the New Testament, and if you have the Sanctuary Bibles, it's on page 711 in that. But I'm going to be going through this book, kind of giving an overview, and then I'll hone in on some different verses. But let me tell you why we've chosen Colossians for this morning to launch this series. Colossians is written by a man named Paul. Now, if you've been around here for a while, you hear us mention Paul quite often because Paul has written much of the New Testament. He's written many different letters. Often he was in prison and he was writing to different uh, churches throughout the area to encourage them. And Paul wrote in every single one of his letters about being thankful. In fact, people say that it's almost up to 50 times that Paul has mentioned either how thankful he is or he is calling people to be thankful. And the book of Colossians specifically is only four chapters long. It's a short letter. And yet he mentions the word thankful or him be giving thanks or gratitude nine different times. It is the most concentrated book in the Bible on thankfulness. I was tempted to just sit here and just read it to you. <laughs> it took me about 20 minutes to read it out loud the other day, just because it's so powerful to just read the whole thing. I'm not going to do that. I do want to do a little bit of teaching. But can I encourage you to read this letter this week and throughout the month? I found it took me 20 minutes, mostly because I had to keep stopping thanking God. There's so much. In fact, our, our middle school students are studying Colossians right now. They've been challenged to read this book. So adults, we can do that too. So will you read it? But let me just tell you, I'm going to give you the overview of the book, and then we're going to go into some of these passages on thankfulness. So Paul wrote this book to the people of Colossae, and he was writing it from prison. And he, he wrote this letter, and he started out with a prayer of thanksgiving. He was thanking God for these people who had chosen to follow Jesus. They had chosen to follow him, and they were experiencing the Holy Spirit, and they were loving others well. So it's a beautiful letter, beautiful start. Then he finishes this prayer, and he goes into a description of who Jesus is, what Jesus did for us, but then who he is on the throne. Chapter 2 then, that's just chapter 1. Chapter 2, Paul turns the corner. And he begins to say, well, if this is who you are, if you are a follower of Jesus, and if this is who Jesus is, then this is the new life you should be living. See, the Bible says that if we know Jesus as our Savior, then we have a new nature. We are a new creation. And while it's true and it's done, it's also something we need to practice living out till it becomes natural. It becomes our new nature. So this is what chapters 2, 3, and 4 are talking about, is the new nature that we need to intentionally cultivate in our lives. So if you have your Bibles open, open to chapter 3 of Colossians. The beginning is Paul talking about how do we live this new life. Mine has a little title above it saying, Living the New Life. I don't know what yours says. But Paul starts describing, if you're going to live in this new nature, first of all, you've got to get rid of some things. You have to get rid of your rage and your anger and your malice and your filthy language. You have to intentionally get rid of those things. Then he says, then clothe yourselves with the things that are like Christ. Clothe yourselves with humility and compassion and kindness. Be intentional about clothing yourselves and carrying out that nature in the world. 
But then he gets to this at the end of chapter three. We're gonna look together at verses 16 through 17 and go a little bit before that. I'm gonna put it up on the screen. It says this, Paul writes, and always be thankful. Always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Can you hear how over and over again he culminates this section on be people who give thanks always. Sing hymns. Give praise. Do this consistently. Now, I have to admit, I get the whole part about getting rid of rage and anger, and I get practicing compassion. But don't you think it's interesting how much he emphasizes thankfulness, gratitude, an attitude of gratitude? I I really believe he actually emphasizes it in this book more than any of those other things. Why? Why? Why would this be so important to Paul? Why is it so important to us as people who follow Jesus Christ? Why do we need to cultivate that attitude of gratitude? I think there are several reasons why. But I'm going to focus in on two today that I think Paul brings out in Colossians because it helps us to know the why so that we can really begin to put it into action. The first reason why I believe above all else that Paul calls us to be people who are thankful is because God is worthy of it. (laughs) We have a God who is good and he is faithful and in all circumstances he truly is worthy of our thanks. Flip your, paper, your Bible back just one page to Colossians 1, 11 through 16 and I want to read this to you. Just before verse 12, Paul says this, and this is my prayer for you. May you be filled with joy. And he says, always thanking the Father. Why? He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. This is the upfront. This is what Jesus did for us. But then Paul keeps going and he describes, and this is who Jesus is. Listen to this. Just let these words soak into your soul. He says this. He says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Paul is saying, Jesus Christ is above everything. This is the reason why we can be thankful in all circumstances, no matter what our situations are. We can lift our eyes and know that Jesus Christ is over all. 
Let me put this in, in language that maybe you can apply even easier. I've, I've, I've found three things. If you're taking notes, this is where you're going to fill in the blanks. But you could read this. We can find so much more. But let me tell you why we can be thankful always. Number one, we can be thankful for his grace. Jesus Christ has poured out on us his grace. We are given his kingdom, an inheritance of his presence. We are forgiven. It is nothing we've deserved. It is what he has done for us. And so we do not need to be chained by our failures and our mistakes and our efforts to try and do things. No, we can be thankful for his grace that we are a new creation and he's working in us and he is for us and he loves us. No matter what our circumstances look like, we can be thankful for his grace. I wonder if somebody needed to hear that today. Maybe somebody's coming in here discouraged. Oh, may your eyes be lifted and may you know, thank you, Jesus, for your grace that covers me. You are for me. That's the first one. Number two, did you hear that Jesus has had victory over the darkness? We read about this, that he has rescued us from the darkness. Jesus Christ has victory over all darkness. That's what he did for us. So no matter how dark the world may look, the circumstances may look, no matter what we're ex even experiencing in the spiritual realm, Jesus Christ, his light is brighter and he breaks through all darkness. No matter what is going on, we can lift our eyes and go, yes, Jesus, you have victory over the darkness. You are coming, you will come, and you are faithful and we can trust you. No matter what, Jesus has the last word and he has victory. But here's the third reason, and this really covers everything. Here's why we can be thankful always. Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Did you hear that he is over everything? He is over the past, the present, the future. Jesus Christ is Lord. He is on the throne. This means if you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, well, then you can say Jesus is Lord over my finances. He is Lord over my marriage. He is Lord over my singleness. He is Lord over my family. He is Lord over this election. He's Lord over, the, over this country. He is Lord. He is bringing peace. He will prevail. Jesus Christ is Lord. Can I hear a big amen on that? <laughs> yes. This is why. We should be the most thankful people in all the world because we know Jesus Christ and we know his grace. We know his victory over the darkness and we know him as Lord and we can trust him. Now there's another reason why I believe Paul emphasized being people who are thankful. And I believe it's because Paul knew this is something we need to cultivate. It isn't always natural, is it? I know it isn't for me. Sometimes we can get caught up in, in what's going on in front of us in discouragement. And yet Paul was saying, no, choose to be thankful. Choose to be thankful. Going back to chapter 3, he started that whole chapter by talking about setting your sights and your heart on the heavens. And see, this is what happens as we give thanks, as we sing psalms together. This is why we do this on Sundays we come together to sing and it lifts us to a new place. That, that thankfulness is actually a spiritual practice that transforms our hearts. 
And it lifts us to a new place where we see the world in a different way. This is the power of gratitude. Back in September, I was flipping through Facebook. I, I kind of call it candy, cotton candy with a chocolate chip in it every now and then. Most of the time, you're just eating fluff, but every now and then, you find a nugget. <laughs> and so I found this nugget, and it was written by Holly Roth. Mark and Holly go to Hosanna here. And here's what Holly wrote. It was just powerful. She wrote, my heart is full. For the past four months, Mark and I have been filling out daily gratitude journals and sharing them with each other at night. It has transformed my thinking. As many of you know, the past few years have been challenging for our family. Yet, God's word tells us to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Holly was quoting 1 Thessalonians, another letter written by Paul. She said, I encourage anyone who's in a tough spot in life and needs an attitude shift to begin a gratitude journal. Stick with it. It will change you. Today, I'm thankful for the farmer's market, sunshine, beets, and fresh flowers. Blessings to all my dear family and friends. Well, I called Holly 10 days ago because I had logged this away in the back of my mind. And I said, Holly, tell me more about this. Tell me what's been going on, because I think you are living proof of what we're wanting to teach this, in this series. Here's what Holly told me. She said that six months ago now, um, she, was, she was in a hard place. I'll tell you about it in a minute. But she said she was studying 1 Thessalonians. It says to be thankful in all circumstances. She loves the word of God, and so she was wrestling with it. And then it dawned on her, it doesn't say be thankful for all circumstances. It says be thankful in all circumstances. And so Holly told me this. She said, the reason we started our gratitude journals was because of the extreme heaviness we felt over many things, an accidental death of a friend, severe sicknesses of others, but mostly because of the complete loss of contact from our 22-year-old daughter and her family with us or with anyone in our family or friends for the past one and a half years. We wanted to bring the focus off of our sadness and back to the goodness in our lives through what God was providing daily. So six months ago, Mark and Holly took gratitude journals, each one their own, and began writing each day three things they were thankful for. And then at the end of the day, they would share it with each other. Here's what she said has happened in the last six months. Listen to the transformation in her life. She said, number one, she now has a journal of God's blessings and God's faithfulness in this hard season. Instead of being bitter or angry, her journal reminds her of the little things and the amazing miracles. She said, I may do this the rest of my life. Second thing she said was this. She said, now being thankful has become natural. She said on the phone, at first it was really hard. And she started laughing. She goes, isn't that ridiculous, Julia? And I thought, no. <laughs> but she said, it got easier as she practiced thankfulness. Some nights when she had a hard day, it would force her to go, okay, what am I thankful for? She would say one thing and all of a sudden more things would begin to flow forward. She cultivated that. Number three, she said being thankful has changed her attitude. Every morning she wakes up and she says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and give thanks to it. 
She said that the enemy is so wanting to beat us down and help have us not see God's goodness. She said, Julia, now I see God's goodness every day. Can you hear the transformation that's happening? That thankfulness helps us to see God's goodness more and more. She said thankfulness has strengthened her faith. She said now when she runs into obstacles, she just asks, do I trust God or not? And then she chooses to praise him in the midst of it. I love this. She said it's even initiated a deeper relationship with her husband. They are discovering things with each other. So sharing thankfulness with one another deepens our relationships with each other. And then lastly, when she thinks about her daughter at this point, she proclaims Psalm 27, 13, 14. I'm proclaiming this with her. She said, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. She praises God and trusts him that he will bring their family back together. Can you see what an attitude of gratitude has done to Holly and Mark? This is transforming her heart. She is not wearing rosy-colored glasses and just not and ignoring reality. No, she's fully living in reality, but she's choosing to be thankful and recognizing the goodness of God, and it is transforming her from the inside out. Do you know what I did as soon as I hung up the phone with Holly? <laughs> I picked up my phone again. I called my husband. I said, John, we're going to do this. I want to be like Mark and Holly. I want my faith to look like that. And so 10 days ago, John and I began this. We're just writing three things we are thankful for each day, and we share it with each other at at night. It's already impacting me. There was one morning I was praying, and I was hurting for several different people that I knew were in pain, and and I was praying, and I could feel this heavy weight on me. And all of a sudden, I just went, no, I'm going to choose to be thankful. And I began praising him. I began singing hymns and songs. And I swear, I felt something snap in the spiritual realm. It was like the very atmosphere around me changed. See, an attitude of gratitude has power. And, and it does. It is, it is because our God is worthy. We are honoring him when we give thanks. We are choosing to see his goodness and remembering who he is. It transforms us from the inside out. It also is infectious to others. I was just drawn to what Holly and Mark were doing. It's contagious. People go, what is it that you have? How, do you, how are you able to be like this? And it draws other people to the faith. But I also have to say, it does change the atmosphere around us. I believe it could be one of the most powerful weapons in the spiritual realm as we bring the light of Jesus Christ into the darkness and praise him. There is power in an attitude of gratitude, and we are called to be people who are thankful always. So Hosanna, you know what I'm going to ask you to do, right? Let's do this together. We, we want to take the word of God seriously, and I am asking everyone who's hearing my voice, will you in the next month be intentional about being thankful? Will you see what God is going to do? Because you know what? By the end of this month, we want to be different. When we hit Thanksgiving, we don't want it to just be a day. We want it to be a launching pad into Advent where we are seeing life from a different place. We are, our hearts and minds are in the heavens and we're seeing the world through God's eyes. 
So here's what I'm asking you to do. Every day this month, will you write down three things you are thankful for? Maybe you want to pick up a gratitude journal like Holly and Mark did. I've been keeping mine on my phone and I've just been keeping track of it. I'm absolutely loving it. Maybe you want to write it on social media every day, three things. It doesn't matter to me how you do it. I just, will you write down three things you are thankful for every day? And then I ask, will you share it with somebody else? Will you share it? There's something powerful about sharing it. Let's do this together. Last night, there was a man who, and I'll tell you in a minute how I'm going to have you do this this morning, but he had trouble thinking of something thankful. Somebody else shared it with him, and all of a sudden, he was able to think of being thankful. Will you do this? Let's see what God does. Now, we're going to practice it this morning. You didn't think I was going to let you leave without doing it this morning, right? <laughs> I'm going to ask you all, if you've taken notes, great. If you haven't, pull out your note cards. And we're going to spend just 30, 40 seconds. I want everyone who's hearing my voice to write down three things that they're thankful for. It's not that hard. I will tell you, if you're in a hard place, you have my full permission to say, well, I'm thankful that this message is almost over and I'm going to head out of here. Whatever you want to do, write down three things. When we are done, I'm going to ask you to share one of those things with someone around you. Now, if you're here with your family, make sure to check to see, is there anybody around you who's alone? Because we want everybody to be able to share this, okay? So I'm going to pray briefly, and then we even have some special music, uh, thank you music for you. But write down those three things and then I'll tell you when to share, okay? So Lord, we thank you. I just ask you, Holy Spirit, to move this morning throughout here. God, awaken our hearts to three things we can be thankful for. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, begin. We could start the music. Three things you're thankful for. Okay, now share one of those things with someone near you. Okay, did I give you enough time? I only said one. I know this is infectious and contagious, but we're only going to go do with one. Wasn't that fun? You know, so many of you have asked me, I'm the spiritual formation pastor, Julia, how can I go deeper with God? Let's start here. Let's start by practicing being people who are thankful. It will take your faith deeper. It will raise you to a higher place in your faith. But let's take the word of God seriously. Let's, let's put on this new nature and practice and let's be people who are thankful always.
I don't think the world will ever be the same. Will you be willing to do it this month with me? Shakopee, you too? Yeah, let's do this. Let's pray. Lord, we do praise you and we thank you. You are worthy of our praise. Lord, you are good, you are faithful, and we can trust you in all circumstances. Lord, I pray for anyone who is uh, struggling with discouragement. Lord, we just, as we have been praising you and thank you, will you snap that darkness off them? Will you bring your light and will you lift their chin so they can see from a higher place? But Lord, will you teach us to be the new creations you made us to be? And may we start by being people who are thankful always. Help us, Lord. Help us to see you this month and may we never be the same. I pray that all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I invite you all now at both campuses, will you please stand for a closing blessing? As always, I want to remind you, we have awesome prayer ministers up front who love to pray. Maybe you just want to praise with them. Maybe, maybe you've never heard about Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. Come talk to them. Come talk to me. Because you know what? There's nothing better. But come for prayer as you need it, both here and as well as in the prayer chapel. All right, now receive this blessing. May you know the grace of Jesus Christ. May you know his victory over darkness. And may you know Jesus Christ as Lord. And from this day forward, may you be filled with gratitude. May you be able to be thankful always. And may you go out and change the world. I pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great week. I am thankful for each and every one of you.